York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. For a small fee in America. Ah, yes. The Greyhound buses were rolling in early this morning again to the Port Authority in the heart of Times Square. Five uh, buses sent from Texas, the illegals pouring through. And Governor Gray Abbott's people said, how would you like to go to Nueva York? And they said, of course, we've been watching it on Telemundo and Univision that the moment we get to the Port Authority, they uh, high-five us when we're getting off. Uh, They give us a uh, swag bag, courtesy of the um, taxpayers, an Obama cell phone so we can take selfies, send them back to our country, our origin, especially to Colombia, Venezuela, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, and Mexico. I let everybody know, hey, it's a free trip to Nueva York. And guess what? Once you arrive there, you are soon processed just one block away. One block away at the uh, Milford Plaza at taxpayers' expense. Come on along, I'll take you to the lullaby of Broadway. The Hippery and Ballyhoo. The lullaby of Broadway. And in the center of it all is the Milford Plaza. Stay at the Milford Plaza Hotel with cocktail, dinner, and breakfast for $49.50 per person. Discover why we are the lullaby of Broadway. The Milford Plaza is the lullaby of Broadway. Uh, Cocktails, dinner, and breakfast at the sucker taxpayers' expense. Right now, it's we, the taxpayers in New York City, because nobody else is flipping the bill. So... If it's uh, already packed up the Milford Plaza and uh, they tell you there's no room in the inn, we are now uh, sending these illegal aliens to 14 separate hotels in the five boroughs. By the way, check, check, track. Where's the money? Where's the money going to these hotel owners? Are they friends of Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, the mayor? Are they friends of Kathy Crime Wave Hochul? Uh, who's running for governor, you better believe they have some kind of political affiliation because the New York Post recently estimated this is going to cost a minimum of $300 million. And right now, it's coming out of the coffers of New York City. The state, through Kathy Crime Wave Hochul, has not contributed a penny. Uh, Papa Chulo, who actually began this invasion when he ran against uh, then-President Donald Trump, when he said he was Papa Chulo to all the illegal aliens and saying, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? To everybody throughout South America, Central America, and Mexico, and said, when I'm president, I will welcome you to cross the border. And naturally, they've taken him up on his invite and the swag bags that they get. Remember, they don't have to provide identification. All they have to do is say they're seeking asylum because either they have been uh, the victim of domestic abuse uh, they're under threat of MS-13 or 18th Street, or they are escaping a totalitarian dictatorship somewhere on the uh, geography of the world. And that entitles them to walk through the gates, to end up being put up on a bus, go wherever they want to go, they don't need a sponsor, and...
and somehow they're supposed to appear a year from now at an immigration and naturalization service court to make their appeal for asylum. Like, come on, are we schmucks? Are we putzes? How many of them are actually going to appear in court a year from now instead of just slithering through the cracks and dispersing themselves amongst the millions of illegal aliens who are already here? As you know, I updated you before that it was Eric Adams' administration that wrote letters. Wrote letters to uh, some of the mayors in other cities and said, please, can you accept some of our illegal aliens, the tired, the poor, those who are in need of shelter? There hasn't been a mayor, friend of Eric Adams, who has responded to say, hey, we'll take our fair share. Nobody. Not a governor in any of the blue states, the Democratic states that Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb has appealed to, to share, share the burden of the illegal aliens. Not anyone. Not in uh, Rhode Island. Not in uh, Pennsylvania. Nowhere are they willing to share the burden of housing illegal aliens, and certainly not in Connecticut. The only thing they have use for illegal aliens is day labor when they pick them up at 5 in the morning and then all of a sudden they drop them off at 7 o'clock at night with a box lunch. The fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi hypocrites here. Could I have that music, please, uh, Lou, if you can play it underneath? Oh, you can't. So having technological difficulties because of that. uh, Who was that guy substituting for Bill O'Reilly? Could we eliminate him? I mean, this guy couldn't even qualify for junior high school. Come on, radio. Huh? All right. We're prime time here at WABC. And maybe everybody else is on vacation, or maybe everybody else has best of, which is really worst of, or they have a substitute who's not ready for prime time. But let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here 24-7-365 because I know where all the bones are buried and who buried them. Let me give you an update. Remember the guy that was appointed by Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan to run homeless services. We were told that this is a guy who knows the system inside out. And I was more than happy to give him an opportunity to direct an agency that is of vital importance in dealing with the homeless and the emotionally disturbed because some of them are sent to MICA shelters, which specifically are prepared to deal with the emotionally disturbed. And obviously a slew of the illegal aliens who are flowing into our city There's a total of now 7,000, according to the count of Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. But I'm assuming that there's even more, that there's even more. So in the midst of this chaos, what happened to the social service boss? And remember, Gary Jenkins uh, was appointed to be in charge of uh, homeless services, the Department of Social Services and the shelter system, because he himself at one time had been sheltered. Well, he's on vacation in the midst of this crisis, contacted by phone Monday by the New York Post. Jenkins picked up the phone and quickly hung it up and said, hey, you got to call my office. The office then told the Post that he'll be gone until September 6th of 2022. And this was on from August 26th. <laughs> in the middle of the crisis, he's completely checked out like most in the Eric Adams administration. And what is so incredibly funny in all of this is that, remember, the day after the Adams administration declared overcrowding in city homeless shelters an emergency, the official task with running the embattled housing system when partying on a yacht 
with his chief of staff. This was back on August 16th around the island of Manhattan. And let me tell you something. It wasn't a circle line cruise. It was not a circle line cruise. I could tell you that. And he was taking lovey-dovey pictures with his female chief of staff. I'm sure Mrs. Jenkins was not at all that approving of that. And like half the Eric Adams administration was on this cruise to nowhere, which is suggesting to me that our city has absolutely no idea what the hell they're doing. And in fact, once again, Cardinal Dolan said, we love them, we welcome them into our bosoms, speaking on behalf of New York Catholic Charities. But again, he said, we don't have the money to take care of them. We need federal grants. Well, I thought that Papa Chulo, Joe Biden, would be able to respond. Apparently, he is not picking up the phone when he gets the call from Brooklyn, uh, the Biden of Brooklyn, Eric Adams. And then when you consider that they are attempting every conceivable means possible to get these uh, illegal aliens house, including they had to admit it today. I, I shared the story with you yesterday that the city's Department of Social Services was actually writing letters to various summer camps in New York and New Jersey, which, as you know, by this time of year, their season is over and they get mothballed until late spring of next year. Uh, the letter was, I'm reaching out today because New York City's Mayor Adams is seeking help solving a housing challenge for families that are coming to New York City from Texas. Mayor Adams has federal support and money earmarked for this initiative to pay host sites, which is a lie. He doesn't have a nickel, dime, a penny of federal money. If you're interested and can house families, please respond to this email. Apparently, there were many uh, camp owners, summer camp owners, who were very interested in uh, responding because they know a government check does not bounce and they do nothing with the summer camp facilities during the fall, the winter, and the beginning of spring. So they were more than happy to take our tax dollars Now, all of a sudden, county executives throughout New York State and, yes, uh, Governor Half in the Bag, uh, Murphy in New Jersey, are saying, you better not. You better not accept any of those illegal aliens uh, on your particular property. Meantime, while all of that is going uh, on about the only place that the trendoid, the jet setter, Eric Adams has not gone to is the opening of the U.S. Open. And we saw the picture. We saw the video. Uh, Bill Clinton sitting next to Dr. Ruth in the love match. And Dr. Ruth was obviously giving giving the former president some tips uh, about sex because, as you know, in the past, it was believed that then Governor Clinton was not using a jimmy cap with a number of his um, consorts, with a number of his gumadas. And so at some point in one of these tennis matches, while they were sitting next to get next to one another, uh, Dr. Ruth actually uh, pulled out a hand and smacked him. And everybody was wondering, what were they talking about? Hush, hush, mush, mush. I'm sure that that will certainly surface in a page six in the New York Post uh, soon. Anyway, uh, mentioned in that discussion by John McEnroe in the booth and Chris Everett, the former great uh, tennis players that they were, was Martina Navratilova, and Chris Evett was sort of reminiscing about the good versus evil, the epic rivalry between her and Martina. Martina had her fans, Chris Evett had her fans, and obviously had nothing to do with the fact that Martina Navratilova was a lesbian because, remember, Billie Jean King 
who I'm sure Michael Jackson uh, dedicated that song and thriller, Billie Jean, to Billie Jean King. I think we're going to be talking about the pedophile on a pedestal later on in this 45 minutes of your lunchtime edition in which I do a rip and read and commentary. No phone calls, please. Save that all for the weekends when I do call-generated shows. Never interview any guests as I do the Quinella morning, noon, and night where WABC stands for Always Broadcasting, Curtis. But what was interesting when John McEnroe brought up to Chris Everett the good versus evil matches that she had with uh, Martina Navitarola, I viewed this as the 50th anniversary. If you remember the male-to-female sex reassignment surgery of Renee Richards. Now, how many of you know Renee Richards back in 1976 at the U.S. Open? Uh, he slash she was not permitted to participate because he had actually done genetic tests to indicate that Renee Richards, in fact, was a man and not a woman. And she was left on the outside looking in. Eventually, she appealed to the New York State Supreme Court, and she was reinstated. Originally, Renee Richards uh, was born and raised in Forest Hills near the Forest Hills uh, Tennis Stadium where the U.S. Open used to be played. Went to Horace Mann High School. He was a complete jock, a pitcher in baseball, wide receiver in football, played tennis, was a swimmer, and then went to Yale University and was captain of the tennis team. An NCAA champion, not the best of male players, but right up up there in the top elite. And the reason I mention all of this is recently you may have heard Martina Navitarola weighed in on the rules that allowed Leah Thomas to compete as a transgender at the University of Pennsylvania against women's swimmers in the NCAA. She said the rules allowed her to compete need to be changed. It's about not allowing them to win when they were not anywhere near winning as men. And yet a lot of people don't realize that Renee Richards, a man who had uh, reassignment surgery to a female, was not permitted to participate by the USTA. Although eventually, this is almost like a Paul Harvey moment, coached Martina Navitarola, the transgender Renee Richards, to two Wimbledon titles. Now, do you think John McEnroe and Chris Everett were telling the tennis fans who I hate, I loathe, I despise that story? Of course not, because they don't even remember that. But I will never forget, because remember, what is my mantra and why do you listen to Curtis Sliwa in the afternoons 12.15 to 1 Monday through Fridays right before Greg Kelly? Because I know where all the bones are buried and who buried them knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oh, I see we're restored, Lou. I know what it was. A disgruntled rejected that substitute host for Bill O'Reilly that I wouldn't even have do a junior high school radio show. Our system here is programmed to be the number one news talk station in the nation and not to have people who are scrubs. Now, what the hell was that? Our system went kookalamunga. Blue, don't these guys realize we're the number one news talk station in the nation? 
and that if the primetime host or hostess can't be on board, you got to get somebody who's like major league, you know, not minor league. God, I think I uh, totally understand why our equipment went down for the counter. Discronificated, disconnected from our Tower of Power in Lodi, New Jersey. The 50,000 powerful watts of sound. That has once again made us the number one news talk station in the nation as being resurrected by John Katsimatidis, Margo Katsimatidis of our parent company, Red Apple Media. So thank God, Lou, you were able to get us back on track and program my voice. You conflated my voice and you said, 33 years, 33 years, WABC, prime time. This is not JB time. You know, like ISIS, remember Obama said, oh, ISIS, they're just a JB. Oh, MS-13 out of Brentwood, centralized slip, the dance. Oh, they're just minor league, right? Well, let me tell you, whoever that guy was, that person of no consequence who came on from 12 to 12.15, was a broadcaster of no consequence. But now let's get down to prime time again because I've got the music behind me. For Chef, he's a man. Mother, watch your mouth. I'll have to wash out your mouth with Fels Matt the soap if you happen to be a Gentile or Rokish if you're an observant you. Did you see Mayor Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan? He was out there in the Hamptons mining for contributions to get this, run for mayor again. The guy is worse than Bill de Blasio. Worse than Bill de Blasio. He's already raised a million dollars. And he was out in the Hamptons on Saturday at a two-hour meet-and-greet wine, dine, and pocket line session hosted by John Peebles, Jeff Blau, and William Zeckendorf. Oh, Louie loves that rich white money. And then he comes back in and said, yo, yo, I'm the friend of the brothers and sisters. And by the way, gentrification, that's a form of slavery. That's Shaft. He's a bad mother. Watch your mouth. And let me give you a fashionista update of this mayor who has eyes only for what can be designed for him. Let me, uh, let me describe for you, Lou, what he was wearing. Looked like a scene out of Andrew Lloyd Webber's uh, musical Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. The guy was like glowing in the dark. He had on a tropical floral jacket which looked like you were looking right into a kaleidoscope. Remember that Seinfeld episode, Lou? Kramer with his Technicolor dream coat when he looked like Superfly TNT? Chef, he's a bad mother. Watch your mouth. Oh, my God. Look, you all said he was going to be the law and order mayor, right? You all said, yeah, we can't vote for you, Curtis, because he's an experienced politician. Well, guess what? Finally, he returned to norm. Oh, by the way, I was reminded he did go to the U.S. Open in honor of his mentor, David Dinkins. Maybe the worst mayor in the history of New York City with 2,000 murders a year, 5,000 unsolved shootings, who spent every day at the U.S. Open tennis tournament wearing his tennis whites and holding a tennis racket. So Eric Adams had to show up in his Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor dream coat to pay homage to his mentor, David Dinkins. Yesterday, though, he got serious. He decided to declare victory and having uh, cleaned out the homeless and emotionally disturbed persons from the subway. Can we go to the audio tape, Lou? We partnered with police and mental health professionals and volunteers. 
And we were able to successfully uh, take off a substantial number of people that went into uh, safe havens or went into the shelter system once they saw what we were representing. And I was on the subway system. I was speaking with people. You ride to trains now. You don't have those encampments everywhere that you saw before. You don't have a large number of people who are homeless like you saw before. Now, wintertime is going to, going to bring new challenges. We're clear on that. Uh, but we're going to be prepared when wintertime comes so we can continue to do what's right for our fellow New Yorkers. So I think it was excessive. That chef, he's a bad mother. Watch your mouth. First of all, when's the last time he's been on the subway? Did anybody buy that bull feathers uh, rhetoric of his? How the hell are you going to be on the subways when you're out in the Hamptons getting wine, dined, and pocket lined by rich white people? And then all of a sudden, as we know, every night at 9 o'clock, he is with the Petrosian brothers at their restaurant, these Ganifs. You know what a Ganif is in Yiddish, Lou? Crooks. So he's consorting with known convicted felons, which if he was a cop, he would get kicked off the police department, and he accepts free meals. Another result of the NAP commission involving Serpico and Sergeant Dirk back in the 70s. He would be fired. But he's the mayor, right? So he gets to hang with the Petrosians. By the way, Lou, I remember there was another state senator years ago in Brooklyn. <clears throat> Same time that Eric Adams was a state senator. His name was Carl Kruger. He was a, a Ghana for crook. And he hung out with uh, two twin guys, too. I'm going to have to end up telling that story because who knows? Maybe it's in the water that they were drinking in Albany or in Brooklyn. To be continued. So let me get this straight, Lou. Uh, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, declared mission accomplished. Was that a mission accomplished speech yesterday that he has removed the homeless people and the emotionally disturbed from the subway system? I don't know what subway system he's riding. I was on the E-train today, and I saw quite a few homeless people above ground and below ground. You know what this reminded me? Bush 43. Remember he gave that mission accomplished speech with a banner displayed over his head on the aircraft carrier Abraham Lincoln in the Persian Gulf, May 1st, 2003. He said it was the end of major combat operations in Iraq. That fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi war launched for weapons of mass destruction. We're still looking. Did you happen to see the other day, uh, Lou, on TV, all those Iraqians? who had gotten into the green zone, the heavily fortified green zone with those bomb-resistant barriers, and they went swimming in the Republican palace pool that used to be the palace of Saddam Hussein, the guy we took out. So we took out one crook and replaced him with our crooks. Ten dead, 200 shot, and the Mishikash continues in Iraq. And basically, they're declaring that they're January 6th. And you know who they're doing that in honor of? Muqtada al-Sadr. You know, remember that Halloween movie, Child's Play, with Chucky the Doll? Yeah, he, he reminds Muqtada al-Sadr, leader of the Shiites, that we supposedly went to war to protect against the minority Sunnis. He who went to war against us, he who is now at war with the Iraqi government that we support. And Muqtada al-Sadr is like uh, a cat who just swallowed Tweety Bird. Unbelievable. And by the way, you see the uh, Finnish, uh, Finnish premier there, that uh, 36-year-old prime minister, Sanamara. 
Oh, she's got the support of so many around the world, including her mentor, Hillary Rodham Clinton, who says, go, go, go. Solidarity with Sana. Go, go, go. And yet now she's been implicated as having parties. Actually, during the COVID lockdown in the uh, premier's uh, home, after-hours parties, pretty much the same way that Boris Johnson had at the prime minister's uh, residence there in London at, uh, what is that, 10, uh, I forget, 10 Downing Place or whatever the hell. So he gets sacked, but the Finnish prime minister, she's put on a pedestal by feminists all throughout the world, except a lot of people don't realize when all of a sudden you're lionized and you're put on, uh, put on a platform as a deity around the world. People locally hate you. Remember Mario Facha Bruta Como Como the first? Could have been elected president by the rest of the country. Got beat by George Pataki for governor in his fourth run. Remember Gor- Gorbachev with the wine stain? Uh, glass nose, perestroika, right? What happened to him? Loved around the world. He couldn't even get elected dog catcher when uh, the old Soviet Union, when the wall came down. And, of course, it was Tony Blair. How many of you said, God, we only wish that in the invasion of Iraq that Tony Blair were our president when he spoke to both houses of Congress and he spoke of the yellow cake from Niger that Saddam Hussein was using to make an atomic bomb and it proved all to be a lie. Well, where does Tony Blair live now? In Aqaba, in Jordan, next to a lot in Israel and Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt by the Red Sea because he is hated, he's loathed, he's despised in the U.K., but he's loved internationally. I have a feeling this dancing Finnish premier, friend uh, of Hillary Rodham Clinton, and by the way, our own Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Frank Morano, who is opposed to dancing in any kind of social events, he wants everybody to play board games in Parcheesi. But he's giving tactical air support to the dancing Finnish premier, who will be going, going, gone. Shaft, he's a bad mother. Watch your mouth. Now... Uh, Lou, you know what our hard-working city council, the 52 slackers and deadbeats were doing earlier today? They were trying to figure out exactly where Times Square is in a bill to bar weapons in public. So even though the United States Supreme Court has said if you qualify to have a carry concealed permit, you should be able to do that in New York City and New York State. They're doing everything possibly they can to prevent law-abiding citizens from carrying guns and doing nothing to prevent the uh, bad hombres, the banditos, the gangbangers from carrying drugs. So, uh, guns. So, they're meeting today to figure out where Times Square is. Uh, Lou, let me uh, give them a quick notes. Uh, How about where Elmo meets the naked cowboy? Wherever Elmo meets the naked cowboy is Times Square because they basically, you know, they roam that area. And Elmo and all those uh, superhero characters, those cartoon characters who are illegal aliens, by the way, from Passaic, who get bussed in every day side by side with the buses arriving from Texas. They go out there and they shake down the tourists. And then they perp. They perp on some of the female tourists. But what the hell? This is New York City. They're able to commit those kind of crimes. But God forbid you're a law-abiding, God-fearing, tax-paying citizen who qualifies for a carry permit, a concealed permit. You'll not be able to take it into Times Square. So these rocket scientists 
who unfortunately rip us off as taxpayers, let me tell you all from the city council. It's 8th Avenue to 6th Avenue, east to west, west 40th Street south to west 53rd Street north. That's always been Times Square. It's what Times Square is. But, of course, what do you want to do? You don't care about the shootings that go on there all the time or the knifings or the beatdowns or the robberies. You care that some law-abiding citizen in New York State or New York City might have a concealed carry permit, God forbid. Meantime, I refer all of you not to Shaft. He's a bad mother. Watch your mouth. Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. I refer to you to the DailyMail.co.uk, which was the only publication to publish an editorial from me. I guess I'm banned, you know, from New York City publications because they went all in for Eric Adams, and they don't want to admit they're wrong. But check out this editorial. Vigilante citizens are fighting back. The result will be deadly. Written by who? Guardian Angel WABC host Curtis Lewa. And I commend that good Samaritan who is nameless right now. You saw him in Washington Heights who snuck up behind that pair of scooter-riding thugs who were robbing a man at gunpoint in broad daylight. The victim was yelling in English and Spanish, help, 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 as they pummeled him. Nobody jumped in. Then one brave and so far unnamed New York hero came to the rescue. He took the perps by surprise, grabbed the weapon. You all saw that on video, wrestled it away as they beat him. Then he chased the cowards down the street with it. He should have capped some shots at him and shot him right in the back of the head. Would have saved us three hots in a cot, free optical, free medical, free trips to the law library to look for nuances in the law to get them a retrial and obviously time in the gym to build their, their slats and their... You know, sort of like Sid Rosenberg. Free trips to the gym. Except Sid is out and they're in. Soon they'll be in. I know exactly what this guy was thinking. He had enough. And that has to be the spirit of everybody in New York City, the five boroughs, to fight back. Because Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, isn't doing it. Uh, the police commissioner, who is MIA Sewell, will be putting in her retirement papers October 1st. She'll be out of here January 1st. And obviously, they won't let the cops do their job. They've rendered them impotent. They're reactive, not proactive. So this editorial is a call to all citizens all around the world in the Daily Mail, the only one to publish it. It's time for us to fight back. That's right. You want to call us vigilantes? Call us vigilantes. But I'd rather fight back than be weak and feckless and fold like a cheap camera and say, Oh, yeah, take my money. Take my manhood. Let me bend over. Just don't hurt me. What kind of an America have we become? Ah, led by Shaft. He's a bad mother. Watch your mouth. He's a house mouse. That's what Eric Adams was as a cop. A house mouse. And he's a house mouse now. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. 
The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Oh, yeah. Everybody's up, up on their feet here in the studio to WABC. I'm rocking the mic here, and they're all raising the roof to the pedophile on the pedestal, Michael Jackson. Oh, they still play Michael Jackson, right? Right, Luke? Come on. They know he's a pedophile on a pedestal. They still keep playing Michael Jackson. And remember, every year for a while, Spike Lee, 40 acres in a mule out of Fort Greene, uh... Check that, make that in the shadow of uh, Brooklyn Tech. Used to live right there. I don't know if he still does. Remember how he'd have a uh, Michael Jackson birthday party for the King of Pop? Remember? In Prospect Park. And everybody would come dressing, uh, dressed up in a a thriller outfit with white gloves and a Michael Jackson t-shirt. I guarantee you, if uh, Spike Lee had continued the tradition of honoring that pedophile on a pedestal, he uh, probably would have had a visit by former Brooklyn Borough President now Mayor Eric Adams sporting that Thriller outfit with the white gloves and a Michael Jackson T-shirt doing uh, the moonwalk, right? It used to be titled Brooklyn Loves Michael Jackson. It was a five-hour party. And I know many of you went. It was free, obviously. You figured, hey, let's go see the freaks that were out at play. Oh, we're going to do that for R. Kelly now, now that R. Kelly is on trial for a second time for being a pedophile on a pedestal housed at the uh, Brooklyn Federal House of Detention and Sunset Park. By the way, his mate tag there? Oh, Jesse James, right? <laughs> no, not Jesse James uh, from the old Wild Wild West. Uh, what was that, Frank James, Jesse James? I forget his name. Remember he boarded that Q-train? 8.30 in the morning, uh, set off some smoke bombs as he was dressed with a white construction helmet and a orange uh, uh, sort of glow-in-the-dark vest like MTA workers have, and then pulled out his nine and just started capping shots, shooting ten, and then walked around the city of New York like he owned it. Well, he's awaiting, he's actually awaiting assignment to, to a federal uh, penitentiary somewhere in America. And he is actually cellmates. With R. Kelly, that pedophile on a pedestal. And by the way, uh, they actually sing show tunes under a carousel for the entertainment of all the inmates. By the way, Lou, can I call them inmates any longer since Kathy Crime Wave Hochul, governor of the state of New York, signed legislation not to crack down on crime, not to impose a cash bail because we have no bail now, right? No, no. We have to now call people like R. Kelly, that pedophile on a pedestal, Frank James, and others, incarcerated persons. We can't call them inmates any longer. But the reason that we're playing uh, Michael Jackson and we've broken my oath never to play this pedophile on a pedestal's music. By the way, uh, Billie Jean, that was part of the Thriller album, was that dedicated to uh, Billie Jean Moffat King? You know, the great tennis player who obviously is at the U.S. Open now, accepting salutations and greetings. Was that it? Anyway, I digress. 
The reason we're talking about Michael Jackson is it's been reported that he had 19 fake IDs to score his drugs. Well, well, well. He joins the other pedophile on a pedestal, Elvis Presley, right? Who got a DEA badge from then-President Richard Nixon, even though he was a total stone-cold dope fiend who was procuring drugs from everybody. And at that point, he didn't have fake IDs to score drugs, Elvis. He just sent out his sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys from the Memphis Mafia Red and Company to do that. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. What is this idolatry? Why do we turn these pedophiles on pedestals into deities? Elvis first, then Michael Jackson, Jerry Lee Lewis, Great Balls of Fire. Can I go down the list? But all if they entertain us. Oh, that's just part of their eccentricity. By the way, uh, Lou, major breaking news here. A man who at one time tried desperately to be a talk show host here on WABC on Sunday nights. I actually played that historic broadcast in which uh, it was Brian Whitman, the Mashiach of talk radio, who was sitting preparing who? Alec Baldwin to host Sunday evening programs to re- replace, at that point, Matt Brud- Drudge, who had said enough of that. And who called in? John Hannity, the rock-ribbed all-American conservative voice of reason from Franklin Square, Long Island, and his partner, Mark Levin, and they dropped verbal napalm on him. Maybe some of the best radio ever done in the history of the 100 years of WABC. But guess what? Alec Baldwin plans his return to acting, not to finish that movie, Rust, where he shot those folks on the set, but on Broadway in his first job. Oh, God. Apparently, he's going to be in, um, I forget what kind of a show it is. Uh, Art. Art. It's called Art. Maybe the art of talk radio. Would you like to revive that time when Alec Baldwin was here on Sunday nights at WABC, the number one news talk station in the nation, prepared to launch a talk radio career and got cut off from the verbal napalm that was dropped on his head.